This is Ed Cohen, your broadcast host on GlobalRadioTalkShow.com, broadcast news service of GlobalHRNews.com. I'm in San Diego, and our special guest today is Mr. Ben Witter, and he's in the London area. Hello, Ben. Hi, Ed. How are you? It's great. So, little after 5 p.m. where you are, 9 a.m. here. Yeah, I'm just winding down for the day now. Nice conversation into the evening. Yeah, well, good. Thank you for being our guest on Global Radio. So, congratulations on your book. It's success. Apparently, it's hit a nerve, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think so. Especially in this economy where we're talking more about for sort of a profit and like human beings in the workplace. So organizations are having to respond like they've never responded before. I think there's a lot of pressure on companies to change and to do things in a more human-centered way and develop really positive experiences that connect to something more than just the bottom line. So that's, I think, where the, the nerve has been hit. And it's great to see this. It seems like a global awakening around the world where we're now looking at our organizations in a whole new way, seeing the potential of our employees if we work with partners and co-creators of their own experience, and that's delivering some sensational business results. So would you say that this is like a moment of truth of how it should be? Without doubt. I think people are getting fed up of, of the lies within the workplace and organizations, and my book is actually built around the truth. So it's this combination of purpose, mission, and values. You know, if you successfully install purpose into your business and brand, you're expecting 5 to 7% more profitability and better outcomes for employees. So it, it's kind of like a no-brainer, but it's taken a long time to get to this stage where we do look at the quality of the experience. We do look at the connection to our business strategy. Uh, we do look at the impact that we have on our society and stakeholders and our community in general. So it really is what will define the successful companies of the future is, is not going to be now financial performance in isolation. It's going to be impact on sustainability, impact on the environment. It's going to be impact on, on the humans and the communities that they, they work with every day. So it's, it's completely changed the game. So we're talking with Ben Witter, World Employee Experience Institute, WEEI. And his new book, Employee Experience, Ben made the book happen just in the past year, right? You've been working at it for a long time, though, but it just came out this past year, right? Yeah, that's right. I think it was out everywhere by September 2019, so it's been quite a journey since. <laughs> okay, so you're the author of The Employee Experience. It popped into number one new HR book in the U.S., and also as an international bestseller. Ben Witter has pioneered and popularized the concept of EX, employee experience, worldwide. He's the creator of the Holistic Employee Experience, or HEX, or HEX model, now being used and referenced by the world's leading brands as a way to differentiate and deliver exceptional business and human outcomes. So, there's so much noise about robots and AI. Here you are talking about people. There's so much noise and, and so much stuff going on out in the economy, and everything's very exciting about AI and robots and uh, what we can automate within our organizations. 
I think we'll be tired anyone that really takes all of that too far in terms of forgetting about what really matters to our organizations. And it's still going to come back to the people. We're still going to need the creative skills, the empathy, the, the imagination of the people that work for us. So, yeah, I think it becomes even more important that we have the professionals and practitioners and leaders within our companies that are working in a very human-centered way because all of those things are going to come to the fore now in terms of differentiating our brands. You know, I think in a few years, a competitive advantage will be, you know, you can deal with a human being rather than a robot. <laughs> you can get that human touch as opposed to an automated response. You can talk to a, a person rather than a chatbot. So I think all of that starts to kind of muddy the waters of, of where organizations are focused. If you go too far in one direction, maybe the outcomes will not be as rich as, as if you start to balance that human and technology within, within your workplace. So we're talking about you talking with companies as a consultant, helping them with a hex. You know, in the old days, a hex was like a Hollywood mystery <laughs> thing. But here it's the holistic employee experience, AGX, which is being used by very large companies as a way to engage their workforce, right? The expression, I'm going to put a hex on you, means something different these days. I think for me, it's about a greater sense of clarity and focus around the things that really matter within our companies and developing them intentionally across and with and throughout the employee journey. So that's what the holistic employee experience is. So at the heart, we have the truth. So an organization's purpose, mission, and values. And then surrounding that truth, we have you know elements like leadership because we can't talk about employee experience without talking about high-quality leaders who are still responsible for or a major influencer of all those touch points with employees. You could have the best-in-class workplace. You could have the best-in-class technology. But if you go to a one-to-one with a leader that, that doesn't take you seriously, you know, you work in a, a psychologically unsafe environment, you're not allowed to speak up, you're micromanaged, then all of that is going to be a significant factor in the quality of the experience you have and then therefore the quality of the results that you produce. So we look at workplace leadership. We look at the strength of the community in terms of creating a real sense of, of belonging and, and a shared mission. Uh, we look at the technology and also the workplace design and the structure of the organization as well. All these things, when combined, they really do elevate and enhance the organization's connection to the truth. You know, some organizations will find themselves, they'll talk about purpose in the marketing, they'll talk about mission, and they'll talk about a shared set of values. But it's not actually lived within the employee experience, and that's a major gap within organizations today. It sounds like a no-brainer. You know, why Why aren't companies doing that anyway? <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good question. Why aren't they doing that? I think we've had many years of companies, you know, some companies really doing it, and they've been doing well. Others just, they focus on the bottom line and profit, and uh, maybe the consumers, maybe if they're lucky, the customer experience. So, again, they can increase their brand and revenue by being very customer-centric. The problem is those approaches aren't sustainable. You have to balance out around the employee experience, the customer experience. If you prioritize one over the other, I think eventually you'll get found out. I think it's it's very, very clear from the research and you know often the headlines in the newspapers. You see a company on top of the world one day, and then because they've neglected the employee experience, then the wheels start to fall off that particular bandwagon. 
So I think it's about giving a, a dual focus now and actually what unites customers, consumers, and all manner of stakeholders within our organizations and outside of our organizations is that we're working with human beings. The relationships that human beings have with each other is absolutely critical in doing great business. So for me, it, it comes more, you know, one of the biggest findings from the research that I found was that employee experience is not actually about employees. It's about humans and the quality of the experiences that they have working with and around our brands. Okay, so how do you influence the CEO and the board to invest in this? For me, I like the evidence. So I go after the evidence in terms of what improved experiences can deliver and will deliver and then do deliver. I think that's a good narrative to lead with. I think looking at the research from around, we've we've got all manner of research out there that says employee experience will help you deliver major business results. I don't think there's a lack of evidence. I think sometimes there's a lack of will. I think at the senior team in particular, they, they do tend to get bogged down in the numbers and everything else rather than trying to build a really effective and connected and aligned community. Because if you realize that you're working or you're working within a community, that you then see a, a massive army of brand advocates and ambassadors who could be extending your brand into their local communities. They could also be consumers of your brand. So after five o'clock, when they've clocked off, they could be using your products and services. So they get like a double vote because they're voting as employees and customers. So for me, it's, it's looking around at all the evidence we have for the, the impact and the very real impact that great experiences have within the context of our organizations and why it matters to the business line, but also in terms of doing responsible business. So it's, it's great being on the front cover of a magazine saying we're, we're talking about purposeful organizations now, but now's the time to show it within the employee experience because companies will very, very quickly get found out if, if, if it's just all talk. So how do you work with an organization that's been doing things the same way for a long time, and that's the company culture? Do you have to advocate a change of personnel in the mid-management level in order to get something done? I think that's an interesting question. I think some organizations do approach it as a personnel change because they figure it would take too much of an effort to change those pre-existing mindsets because we're going from processes, procedures, and bureaucracies to let's work with our employees as partners. Let's co-create, let's co-produce with them. Let's make sure we're serving them to deliver the best performance. Not everyone is going to be in the right frame of mind to to lead that. I've got to be honest. And more often than not, you will see people redeployed into different functions or different leadership positions or different roles completely if they can't handle that transformation and that change. So that that is happening within organizations. There's a, a real emphasis on flatter structures and coaching and human-centered leadership practices, which is great, but not every manager and not every leader is, and professional for that matter, HR included, is going to be up for that challenge immediately. So we can either support them into transitioning into that frame of reference and mindset and then start to deliver upgraded capabilities. Or it's time to say, maybe it's a question of, well, in this type of context, we're not going to be able to work. And that's another choice that companies are making. So yeah, it depends on the context and circumstances of, of each individual business. But there are some big decisions being made now particularly around leadership as well. The tolerance of, of low-quality leadership is wearing very, very thin from an employee perspective and from an individual perspective. So employees want to develop really good human-centered leaders now, 
but they're also not willing to tolerate people with technical brilliance, but are very poor leaders and they offer toxic workplace practices. So I think in that respect, it's all change. Okay. So there's a checklist probably, right? That you have, is it a 90 day deal or is it on purpose stretched out over a year? How does this happen? That's a good question. I mean, you, you go back to the individual context because I'm, I'm not there to come in and, and take your pain and power away and, and nor should any consulting firm or business. So I, I think it's, it's gone beyond that now. And if we have consulting firms that kind of turn up and say, this is the model that you should be using, then that's not going to work either. So for me, it goes back to a deeper level of co-creation, but to avoid creating this dependency on external help and expertise. For me, the most important people within our experience are the employees themselves. So if you want to focus on delivering your best organization, there's no better place to start than talking with your employees rather than immediately reaching for outside help. So my entire business model is set up to help people grow their confidence, capabilities, and knowledge of employee experience. But I'm not taking any power away from any internal leaders or practitioners because ultimately they are the the experts of their environment and context. They may need some additional help and support and knowledge and guidance and coaching sometimes. But ultimately, you need to build your unique. There's no better people to do that than the employees within the business. So if I may ask you just a couple of specific questions here just to drill down. Is it safe to assume that the way to jumpstart this is by suddenly the boss comes up with an idea of, okay, we're going to have more paid time off to be with your family? or childcare leave or something like that, or some other program that is not commonly used, but is in some companies, but in many companies, of course, it's not, particularly manufacturing organizations. So Hmm. do you start with something very practical like that because it shows, so it's just not talk, that's real action on something? Yeah, it depends where you're starting from. I mean, if you've got a people-centered CEO, then you go after everything. And then you build that people-centric philosophy into the business. So that will affect every decision, every practice, every leadership promotion, every leadership appointment. It will inform every single thing across what I call the holistic employee experience. So from that perspective, it's, it's relatively straightforward. You take your lead from the CEO and you build that into your operations right across. Now, if you're working from middle management and you don't have the buy-in and the CEO is not really too savvy about employee experience or the power of working in a, a human-centered way, shall we say. And that's a different kettle of fish. So we really have to start where we can with what we've got and the resources we have to build a picture of impact. And it could be tactical in those early days. You could find something that is ripe for change and you have a mandate to change it. And then you can go off and do that, working with employees, develop something more powerful and more positive and get the results at the end of that and then showcase them to the management team and the board to say, this is what happened when we adopted this experience-driven, human-centered approach. We just made things easier for people. We made things more convenient. We got rid of a lot of bureaucracy, so people were more productive. And we saw this over a period of six months. What if we tried it over here and over here? You know, We think we could make even more of a difference in these parts of the organization. What do you think, Mr. or, Ms. or Mrs. CEO? What do you think about that? So then you you kind of open the mandate up to say, 
okay, if we're seeing patches of excellence across the organization because we're doing things differently, how can we combine and connect all of these to make a bigger impact at the organization level? So are you finding immediate success, more immediate success in in dealing with companies and services or in manufacturing? I think services, I think certainly the companies coming from the knowledge economy and service sectors are more inclined to, to go after this in a big way, particularly around if you've got your employees dealing with frontline customers on a daily basis, you need to get those, say, moments of truth or those moments that matter with the customers absolutely spot on. And what's informing them and delivering high performance is is that experience that goes behind the employee, you know, strong communication, strong training and development, a strong connected employee journey. They know what's important and they're able to act with freedom and clarity and autonomy within that, that situation. Manufacturing, I think, has always been the, the harder nut to crack, as it were, because you have people coming in doing routine jobs perhaps sometimes, or it's people who are far removed from the corporate offices, which get a lot of the attention. But again, there's lots of things happening within that space too. Technology is helping, you know, provide education to people who work in warehouses and fulfillment centers and factories. But also technology is is making work safer as well. So we've seen examples from Ford and the exosuit. So, you know, part man, part robot. <laughs> it's quite interesting. But it's lowering safety inst- incidents as they're building cars. So we stand to see a lot of experimentation to improve experiences right across different industries working with what we can and what we've got to to affect positive change. Oftentimes, this kind of a change means like a total change of culture in, in an organization. That's really hard to do, isn't it? Yes, yeah, it's, it's a massive thing, especially if you stand again, because I think some organizations, they get to a point in their history and they need to really rebuild because the connection to the staff and maybe to the shareholders is so weak. So they have no choice but to go back and look at their values, look at their objectives, and, and look at the actually the, the purpose of the business from the get-go. I think that's the harder work to do. But I think once you've done it and once you start that path, it, it can see massively transformative situations. You know, We've seen large-scale organizations transform almost immediately, like two years for thousands of people to adopted new mindset and started delivering better results with customers and clients. And the results have been phenomenal. So, you know, record-breaking low engagement scores right through to the best engagement scores in their history. They've dropped in the market and then returned to number one. The results have been phenomenal. I get, I get unique insights into this, given some of my roles around the world. And you do see these spectacular transformations when it's led from the top and bottom up. So it, it kind of meets in the middle. I think if you've got that, then you can do some you know, fantastic things. For others, it may be incremental. It may be steadier progress with this kind of cultural change work because if you're a middle manager or a function or a HR function or whatever it is, and you're trying to affect organizational change, if you don't have that keen sponsorship from the executive team and it's, it's not that from the top, that becomes very, very challenging indeed. Yeah, I would think so. It's almost like a political thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, how much time do organizations waste with internal politics and conflicts and competition and fighting for resources? It, often it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It just wastes a lot of energy. Well, Ben, uh, what do you do from here? Just keep going around the world talking about this? We like to talk and do. So uh, 
we work with companies to help them affect positive change. So looking at the, the before picture and the after picture of any interventions that we work with them on. So that could be, you know, we're looking at exceptional business and human outcomes with this. And the results are really, really quite interesting. The other thing is it taking it from a personal level. So you have executives out there that they need a bit of help working in this new world because you can't suddenly switch on a button and say, oh, yeah, tomorrow I'm going to be human-centered and I'm going to change the way I approach leadership completely and I'm going to design experiences rather than just back orders, create bureaucracies and processes. It's a very, very different mindset. And I think part of our work is is that individual transformation. So we've had a, a colleague, for example, he was a, a CX director of he led a team looking after a billion dollars of, of revenue every year. And then he made the connection to employee experience and you know, came working with us and has now kind of fully embraced employee and customer experience. Whereas before it may be a lot of customer experience, but not too much employee experience. So I'm into that personal transformation as well with coaching and guidance. And that that's taken me to yeah, lots of organizations and digitally to, to lots of workplaces which is uh, yeah, really rewarding to see the, the outcomes. So about your team, you must have a team of consultants, of partners around the world doing this. Yeah, we have partners. So we, we also measure the quality of the holistic employee experience. For example, a company could come to us tomorrow and they could say, look, we want to understand where we're at with the power of our holistic employee experience. Then we have the technology and the platform to go in and, and measure that to understand how we're performing across the employee journey and moments that matter and the holistic employee experience. So we can give people that data or we can work with them on a a longer term basis to co-create better experiences with them. So it comes down to that practical stuff. So it's like, okay, we've got a, a broken onboarding experience. We've got a broken leadership development experience. We've got a broken exit experience, perhaps. So then we can do some real work to say, Okay, if we're if we're starting in a human centered way, let's design this from that perspective and change things. And then lo and behold, you get better outcomes. So yeah, that's that's the way we work other organizations. And we have lots of hex practitioners now coming through from organizations like GSK and and we have major league baseball teams in the US who are really embracing the holistic employee experience and building it into their organizations. And it makes a difference from the very next day they're introduced to it, to be honest. It's really interesting. So you have a team of established consultants who independently may choose to want to adapt some of your uh, practitioner techniques and join AGX. Is, is that basically it? The AGX, the HEX practitioner is certified, but they, they're already consultants doing other things. Is that correct? No, I mean, for us, we focus on professionals, practitioners. So could be, for example, on the existing program, one that's just about to finish, we have vice presidents of employee experience. We have global heads of employee experience. We have HR directors, global HRDs, all manner of different roles within that. And we take them on a development journey. So there's some diagnostic in part of our operations work with businesses, but we also focus on development programs. So that's a digital online program where we certify professionals and leaders in in the context of employee experience and that's that's a tough you know, it's a three-month um, certification experience uh, with six assignments and coaching sessions so it's very very comprehensive as a 
as a, as a welcome experience to employee experience to understand how different this field is and how they can get ahead in not just their organizations in applying this this knowledge, but also in the way that they build their careers as well. Because we've seen three times growth in employee experience roles in the last year. I mean, it's it's uh, we need a bit more education out there as well. So I'm on your site, worldeeinstitute.com, and I'm looking at the section of AGX modules on delivery and assessment. Now, this is for the trainer, like train the trainer, correct? Yeah, it's, it's kind of like train the practitioner, really. So, yeah, we look at introducing the holistic employee experience, but also building capabilities within this, this, this new world of work as it is. Really detailed. So congratulations on this. Is Boy, you've got a full-time job here. So Hex Digital <laughs> yeah. and then Hex Digital one-on-one and then Hex Team. Those are three levels. Is that correct? Yeah. So we have the Hex Practitioner, which is small groups. We only have it bring together small groups for that program. So we could have very rich dialogue and, and, and look at specific challenges that people face uh, within their jobs. Uh, and that's been a revelation. I think... Yeah, we have the content and the lessons and the career coaching and the mentoring. But the coaching sessions, we kind of bring it all together and kind of like a Socratic circle, if you like. So we challenge ideas and experiment with our thinking and question ourselves at a deeper level. Because ultimately, that's what you have to do when you're working with employees in in a different way now. It's not a case of, okay, we'll take some feedback and then do this. It's a case of, you know, we're constantly co-creating now with employees and it is a totally different way of doing things. It's fascinating, and I, I really appreciate you. So we're winding down here. We just have a few minutes left. Ben, what is your schedule in the U.S. coming up? So, yeah, I'm trying to get across. We've got some interesting travel challenges at the moment because I was due to be in China this month. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not there now for very good reasons. So, yeah, we're looking at getting back out over the summertime to do some different things, raise raise the flag for employee experience. So if there are any, any colleagues and companies uh, looking to understand a bit more about employee experience, they can feel free to contact us and contact me directly. Okay, and your book, Employee Experience, is that on Amazon? Yeah, Amazon and all good bookshops. Yeah, you can get it pretty much everywhere, I think. What do you have in the U.S.? You have Target in the U.S., do you? Yes, we do. Yeah, it's available quite a few places now. And it was fully featured in the Times, which is great for employee experience. It had a half-page coverage in the Times just before Christmas. The Times of um, London? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the, the original. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is great. All right, so this is the leading edge of the employee experience movement, building knowledge and skills and advanced capabilities that are obviously urgently required for human-centered companies. <laughs> Sounds like everybody should be human-centered, though. They should be. But the challenge is, and this is why we're going into a new economy, is, is that they're not. We've been banging our heads against the wall for a little while about this, but there's some positive signs across the economy that people are really starting to get it now. And purpose is becoming more part of business, communities, all manner of stakeholders. That you know, We're starting to think about a different type of capitalism responsible capitalism, conscious capitalism, whatever you want to call it, there's something really interesting happening. Okay. So obviously companies that are successful with this love it because the bottom line's impacted and employees are treating the customers like the employees are being treated, I guess. 
Yeah, that, I mean, customers love it because they're getting a great experience. I think it's the emotion. When you've worked for an organization that does embrace the people side of things, it just is so different. And, you know, I had a good example from Estonia in the book. I was in the old town in Tallinn, and all the restaurants, so they had a ticket tout. They had a tout outside showing menus, saying, come in here for some food, come inside. we got some great things. And every restaurant was doing that, apart from one. And they, the door wasn't even open. So we went in and had a look. And lo and behold, the customer experience was exceptional. We couldn't even get a table at the time that we went. And they were kind of turning customers away. And they had none of that stuff going on outside. And I, I asked one of the staff, I said, what's going on here? What? And the first response was, this is one of the best employers, the best employer I've ever worked for. And that's why they were delivering such stupendous levels of customer experience. And everyone else is fighting for customers and fighting for attention. And this one just went quietly about its business, being human centers. And it makes a, f- a fundamental difference. And they had some like 25,000 reviews that was evidence of that. So again, you can extend that across all of the examples that I've looked at, large organizations, medium, small companies. If you put the right things first, you're going to get the right results at the end of the day. Well, we've been talking with Ben Witter, Mr. Employee Experience, a keynote speaker, a best-selling author, AGX, the Hex practitioner and coach. Ben Witter is the founder of WEEI, World Employee Experience Institute based in the UK. Ben Witter, that's B-E-N-W-H-I-T-T-E-R. Check him out on LinkedIn. Thanks for being our guest on Global Radio. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Ben. Take care. Cheers, mate. Cheers. This is Ed signing off from San Diego, and that was Ben in London. Cheers. Bye-bye. Cheers, mate. See you. Good night.